Perfect. <coughs> My man's looking swole. <sighs> I'm feeling full as fuck, man. I Coming on Saturday. Yeah, 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 definitely. It's gonna be, it's gonna be good. Miss that gym. It's gonna be sick. Cool. All right. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode um, of Bridging the Gap podcast. We're with the man again, TM Cycles. The 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 feedback from the last Kaka, <laughs> The the feedback from the last uh, from the last podcast was unbelievable, um, and the backlash was fantastic. I think we reveled in it. Um, I think we enjoyed it. Let's face it. Let's let's not hide away from the fact that we enjoyed it a little bit. Um, and we ruffled a few feathers, and it was uh, great to see who thought we were talking about them, because so many people messaged me saying, oh, you're talking about this guy, you're talking about that guy. I was probably talking about all of them, let's face it. Like, I wasn't, we weren't talking about no one in particular. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, I had messages personally from someone saying, I don't know, are we going to name them out? Should we just name them? Should we do it? I don't know. So yeah, I mean, most of you guys probably know you're all in the industry. So George Osborne, um, he messaged me personally and he said, it's very, very clear you're talking about me um, with the whole um, hoodie thing. I don't really know. Like, I don't actually follow him that much. I don't watch many of his things. So I was a bit confused when he was kind of messaging me about it. Um, So I kind of just asked him and then he full on ignored me pretty much. So there was no real conversation to be had there. But I mean, after going through his photos... And his hosts and stuff, I mean, questionable actions on his on his, on his case. I don't know about you. I don't know if you want to brush up on it. They're all a bunch of do-nothing cons anyway. So. <laughs> they will do shit. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So many upset people now. It just doesn't matter. Just chill out. Chill the fuck out. Calm, calm yourself down. It's a bit like what you were saying on your story yesterday. I mean, everyone's reacting to everything, you know, triggering if you're calling a baby a baby anymore. It's the baby. And, and like you were saying, like it's, people are being triggered. Yeah, I know the world's gone mad. It's almost like the trend is to, to get offended by what other people are saying. To you know, I don't know what that does self fulfillment or, or something along those lines. I have no idea. Yeah, I don't. I don't honestly don't get it. It's crazy. So me and me and Tom, we had a, a brief conversation after after that, and we kind of just, just well, we, in our heads, obviously, this is how it works. We like me, him, probably until about twenty two, twenty three years old, are like the last age of people who didn't, who weren't like born surrounded by technology by wi-fi by laptops by iphones i see four-year-olds of iphones and ipads that shit was nowhere near me until i was 15 i, th- I don't even think the iphone like first came out um and it's I, I was wondering what your opinion is on do you think that like technology and how pretty much the fundamentals of our life have changed from when we were young to when the kids are young now do you think that's going to have an effect later on in terms of like social skills, interpersonal skills, um, and all that kind of thing? Yeah, huge amount. We're the generation of, of like playing football and toys, and I'm so glad we had that. Yeah. And I'm so glad we've seen the transition between going outside when we were kids and now having the technology. For because sure. in terms of like life skills compared to other people, we're far more above those individuals and those young younger people. My brother, my brother's 16, but even when he was growing up, he's he was just iPad. Yeah. That's crazy to see. He's really quiet. Like, my dad's probably, like, an extrovert, same as me, quite loud, confident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
brother is just a complete flip of that. Do you think because of technology? I think because of technology. I think because the world and the, the sphere that he's in, his friends are, are, on, are on, the, on the social media platforms and not essentially out there talking to new people. So I think it has a massive effect. A huge, huge effect on individuals. For sure. I think we're in that unique position where we have the advantage over the young people because we weren't submersed in it when we were younger. And we have the advantage over the older people because they just haven't got a fucking clue. Exactly. So we're in this kind of cool in between where we can dip in and out of technology when we need it um, and and dip out of it when we're thinking it's consuming us too much because we don't have that like from born affiliation with technology. 100%. and I think this whole like uh, social media bravado of having this online persona, like it completely breaks down social walls and the way that people are talking to people mm. is coming over into real life. Like I see, you know, like kids, like the whole slander against women is now becoming a trend again, like calling mm. them slags and, and sluts and, and crazy language again because they've got this like profile that's mm. like anonymizing them so they can kind of unleash and like you know the trolls more than more than anyone and, and some of the shit they say is fucking mental it is it is and it's, it's only going to get individuals down though like my, if my brother were to go and do youtube now i think it would really affect him if he had some of the some of the comments that i were to receive but we're we're old enough and big enough to brush it off and it's always an individual with no profile picture and a funny name yeah yeah like the, like that whole trolling thing doesn't it doesn't it doesn't really affect me. Yeah, and, yeah, it's nothing, it's nothing. And if they want to push it further, they know where I live, so. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I remember that one time when you called called uh, the troll up for the YouTube video. Oh, fuck, that would kill me. He still emails me to this day, and I just completely ignore it. What and was he, that? Where did that start? He is, he is adamant that I should not be training my arms in isolation because it, it's pointless. He starts sending me videos and sending me studies. I'm like, look, how. There's no, there's no negative effect to isolating your arms. Oh, you should only be training through them from compound movements. So if I do compound movements and isolation work, that's that's non-existent. Doesn't mean. <laughs> like what, what, what's going on in your head? It was crazy. I just let him, let him. I like adding fuel to the fire. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so there's definitely a like a, I don't know. I'm trying to separate this here. So there's like a like an emotional effect that social media is going to have, a mental effect that social media is going to have and, and technology and things. But also, like, I think there's going to be a physical effect. The whole thought process of, like, staring at a blue light screen, you know, there's white... Like, I think if you could see Wi-Fi, I think it would probably be pretty... I think especially where you are in London, like, you'd be horrified how much Wi-Fi you could see. I do I do kind of wonder what kind of effect that will have in 50 years' time on kids' brains, especially, like, the, the young developing brain. It must be it must be mental, to be honest. Yeah, but I mean, even now, I find myself on my phone a little bit too much, and I have to sort of rein it in. Yeah, it's, but that, it's easily done. That's in the sense of, like, I've got this real real need to please people. And I, I'm like, I read the book, I can't remember what the book's called, it's about social media, and it was that having this constant need to empty your inbox, and like, I hate seeing notifications. I'm the so same, I, I'm the same. Yeah. I can't so, have fucking notifications. I've got to answer this person before I go to bed, so... Yeah. Now I've turned off my notifications, so nothing comes through at all. So I'll dip in and out, which is so much better. Yeah, good idea, good idea. Um, so like with your with your social media following, obviously being like a little bit bigger than than the average person on 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 Instagram now on YouTube and all that kind of stuff. Um, how do you think that you've driven such um, interaction rates? 
because like you probably got some of the highest interaction rates there are out there. Probably even if you take the big, big, the big YouTubers and all that kind of stuff, the, the interaction, the the rates are real high. So I was wondering what yeah. do you think you've done differently. I'm not too. I mean, engagement is my engagement compared to individuals that have got like hundreds and hundreds of fifty thousands of followers is is probably like the same. Yeah. I think that just comes down to me being. I hate saying this. It it's so cliche. Me being real in the sense that I'm someone that they can. That, that appeals to individuals because it's just like a normal, he's just a normal person. Yeah, Whereas cool. people with huge followings, they don't really bear any relevance to our life. They just, they just have a big following, so we follow them. But whereas me and you, we'll, we'll, we'll put a post up about training. We'll put a post up about when we're on a night out. We'll po- put a post up about joking about with our girlfriends or drugs or anything like that. So that's what gets the real engagement going. Yeah. The rest of the individuals are just like ghost followers for the for the, you know they don't really have any connection. Do you know what I mean? And they, I don't, I don't consider them fans or followers. I just, I just consider them like friends. Like they're just yeah 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 for sure supporting each other's journey. Yeah, everyone's a part of the family. So I think that being being quote unquote real, but not having to say you're real. That's the I hate I hate watching. Yeah. But I'm the realest I'm the realest dude about. You know, if you watch my stuff, I'm just real. You don't have to. You shouldn't never. The way you portray yourself on camera and to people, that should determine whether you're real or not. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah. have to ram it down someone's throat. You don't just... have to answer the question for them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm real. Like, they start getting them. What do you mean I'm not? I am. Just... Oh. It's, funny. It's, one of, it's, people, it's probably social media's biggest insecurity is, is being real versus not real. I wonder I wonder if, like, the whole, uh, you know, getting into Instagram so early in your life, like, you know, seven, eight years old, I've seen kids with fucking Instagram, which is crazy. I wonder if that just, like, teaches kids to well not teaches kids but it doesn't let kids develop their own personality it doesn't it doesn't let kids establish who they are they can kind of be whoever they want to be on this big fantasy land that's up in the cloud like that it's so easy to be whoever you want um and i and i think i think it could it's going to cause some detrimental effects to society um, further on down the line i see a lot of people that i speak to on instagram and then i meet them in real life and god are you two different people (laughs) Whereas I'll just talk about whatever on story and then I'll be the same in, in Charming because I'm real. But yeah, that, 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 and you can be whoever you want to be on, on, on social media. And it's a bit like when you go from, from like sixth form to university, you can reinvent yourself. Like I, there's loads of people that I follow from my old school that have gone from sixth form to being these real introvert individuals that are really shy. And then now they're in uni, they're like, the man, I'm a good walk. I'm thinking, this is so funny because I know you're not that person. Yeah. But, but fair play to yourself for doing it. Well done. That's funny. That's funny. Um, I, I, I do, I, we are sat here like knocking social media, but I do want to say like social media has changed my life for sure. Like it's definitely like it's, you know, it's what we do now. Um, and it's crazy how many, how society has changed with social media. Like it is now one of the, if not the biggest industry there is in the world. 20 years ago it wasn't even here 15 years ago it wasn't even here so that's pretty fucking crazy to think about um and easy to lose your head it is easy to lose your head so you know i know we chat shit about these people but it is so easy to lose the head when they have been like ingrained to think like this you know from from the day they're born so it's not like necessarily like hating these people it's more just like wake the fuck up like come on like understand like there's more to this than than this um like there's there's never any hate we we haven't got the energy to hate we haven't got the time to hate it's just all like you know it's nothing like that 
But you can see it's creeping in now, isn't it? Because what's happened is me and you did that podcast last week. Now all the individuals will start doing posts about balance. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen a lot of people talk about balance this week. What's happened there? Because last week you was involved in bodybuilding. <laughs> and now you want to go and chill and have food. Yeah, I so, noticed that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, it's, it's funny. It's funny. And, and a lot of people got butthurt about the whole... Um, and I'd love to hear your opinion on this for you to talk about this um, just like freely and not on like an Instagram post or a story where you, you're limited um, mm. but people going on about the whole mental health issue that really fucking bothered me because your point was so clear yeah there's no disrespect to, to mental health issues it's more like respecting them more to oh, not yeah. just coin yourself because you feel a bit insecure as a mental health like no like everyone feels insecure everyone's got body issues everyone's got mental issues emotional issues but coining them like that Mm. And then doing the opposite, that was the problem. Everyone's got men. I'm we're all, I'm fucked up. We're all fucked. Up. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes I leave the door and I'm Team Cycle. Sometimes I leave the door and I'm Pablo Escobar. Sometimes I leave and I'm McGregor. We're all not there, really, are we? Let's face it. Yeah, but for sure. Put yourself in this bracket of yeah, I suffer from mental mental health. And then I've seen it a couple of times, and I've seen people put in the comment section, "Oh, you've been diagnosed." Oh, no, it's self-diagnosed. I mean, you can't self-diagnose yourself. Yeah. It's feeling low. It's feeling incredibly low, and it's feeling, you know, and there's and there's real life depression. Yeah, where you're getting cancer. Like my dad's, my dad suffers from depression. He's getting cancer at the moment. Doesn't want to take any drugs to, you know, to help with that. Yeah. He wants to to sort it out on a on a you know one to one level basis like that. But I said it on my story yesterday. It's like not normal to be normal now. You have to. There's, there's something's got to be wrong with you in order to fit into some category that makes people go, yeah, sweet. Whether that's whether that's intolerant to food, whether that's being a vegan, whether that's being offended or depressed, it's it's just spiraling out of control at the moment. Where people are, and my point was not because he, he the individual got upset because I was like, oh, he's using the fact that he that he may have mental health issue as a way of funneling followers. Yeah. But there is some truth in that. Yeah. If you haven't been diagnosed with a mental illness. And there's people out there that are suffering that don't have the funding or the or the needs to, to you know to get real help. And you're just going, channel's a bit dead at the moment. Mental health, yeah. Let me push that for a bit. Yeah. You be very very careful. It's yeah, a very sure. yeah. That was my point. And I said I said in the comment section, my mum's a mental health nurse. She has been dealing with these people for thirty years. You know, my dad suffers from depression. L, my girlfriend suffers from anxiety. I'm, I know full you know firsthand what what these individuals go through. So. That's why I think I think people they, they they just thought this is just some random kid with no issues in his world. He's got he's he's living in La La Land. He's he he goes to Ibiza. He has raves. Like no 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 no. Like there's real real life shit to what we do. Social media is one aspect of our lives. But like we said, our lives began 16 years before social media. You know, so not everything we do is on there. And I think I remember I remember when I broke up with uh, my ex girlfriend Sammy. Like people would message me like, "Are you gonna do a post about it?" I'm like, "Fucking hell, mate! What are you talking about?" A post about it, like no, like I, I think it is just different ways of thinking now, and and it's crazy. Like I, I can't even put myself in their brain to know how affiliated they are with being on their phone, this device, you know, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, all that kind of stuff. It's fucking crazy. It's like it affects other people's lives because when I came back from my beefer and said, oh, you know, it's a bit of a shit time with me and Elle in terms of our relationship. Well, are you two okay? If what's happening, do you need any help? Da 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 da. I'm thinking. I mean, it's nice to it's nice to hear, I suppose. Yeah. But then again, we're probably like very open with what we do on social media, like yeah. to to a degree of a bit too much sometimes. But maybe we've got to rein ourselves in. But I quite like it. Yeah. I like open because 
by not being open, you don't want to catch yourself slipping up. You don't want to be like da 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 saying something and then go, oh, fuck. Do you know what I mean? That's, that's so true. That's so true, yeah. Everything on the plate all the time. Do you know what I mean? For sure. For sure. It must be crazy because I know for me, like, people fully invest into my life and like i know you've been doing this longer and like obviously your engagement rate's high so you've got way more people way more people to engage in your life that feel when someone's like talking about you and l or, or, or what you've done in the past and you think Fuck me like i've never heard of you you in my life and you're just like giving me all this like advice and stuff it's mental it really blows my mind sometimes yeah yeah, yeah. it's crazy it's crazy um, yeah, so that, like, that's what I want to touch on. I don't want to go on and go on and go on and go on. Um, I yeah. do want to talk a bit about bodybuilding. Um, mm. And we can link social media to bodybuilding. Like, social media technology has transformed bodybuilding. Bodybuilding was dead out, absolutely nothing. No one was getting any money from anything. They couldn't monetize anything through anything. To be fair, you're still not making money if you're bodybuilding. You're doing it through social media. Yeah. Um, but talking about bodybuilding, like, what are your thoughts on Brian? versus Bumstead why is Brian winning I don't know I, I don't know and I look at his I look at his physique at the moment on on Instagram it's a great physique but then you think there's nothing that's like whoa yeah that's what I think it's very it's like, confusing it's a bit ugly yeah it is it is it's a little bit alien like but he nothing stands out the same as I mean I'd even put like Regan up there with with, with him at the moment yeah. what about what about Wesley Wesley Vissers I don't know. I think he's like a, I think someone summed up quite nicely. He's a Poundland Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, okay, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I can't remember who said it. Might be my mate Celso who, who shared the quote. But again, there's nothing that like, there's nothing that stands out like Bumstead. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah Maybe we sure. fan him a bit too hard, but he is just beautiful. Under. Yeah, he is. He's a beauty. He really is. So, do you think he'd be on something like growth? Yeah, I think he'll be on low dose growth. I mean, the, the transitions he's made from the pictures that you put up from when he was a you know a young a younger guy, I definitely think there'll be some growth. You just don't know, do you? Yeah, you just, yeah. It's a part of you that really would love oh. for this wave that everyone's so open now. Yeah. Of course, Brandon Harding. We all know Brandon Harding. He came out maybe like two weeks ago about it. Yeah. <laughs> and he came out, and then I think the day after he messaged me to say like, let's link up. And, it, and for me, it was a bit like I messaged him, and like I, I full full respect to him for for coming out and being open about anabolic steroids. It's not new. It's not new to us, is it? Let's face yeah. it. We all yeah. knew. Yeah. But my stance was, this is this is my lane. Do you know what I mean? I've built up what I've built up through being open about anabolic steroid usage. I don't think it's right for you just to come swooping in and go. I'm open about it. Let's do a video together. So I was like, look, full respect to you. Let's just chill out. Let because I think it'll be a clash between my fans and his fans, because we've had a little niggle between each other. Yeah. I said, a full respect to him, crack on, let it chill out for a bit, and then we'll do we'll, we'll do a little link up in maybe a few months' time or something like that. But I just I just wish the, the wave would be, you know, would continue to guys like Chris Bumstead. But even Callum Bonmoga mentioned it in, on a video. Yeah, absolutely, but, yeah. And then you've got guys like JP and Jordan Peters now, uh, and James Hollingshead, who are just on the forum, just like, Boom, I'm taking this. It's crazy, this. isn't it? Because you think about like when I first started bodybuilding, no one talked about it. It was yeah. like under the carpet, hush, hush, hush. Yeah, crazy, yeah. crazy, crazy how they just like federations, judges, like super hype. They're just ignoring it, flat out ignoring it. Yeah. Absolutely crazy, absolutely crazy. Uh, so like what's the what's the deal? Are you gonna are you gonna take the big the big leap onto growth? 
Yeah, I want to. I mean, I speak to coach about it, but I'd, I'd rather implement it down the line when the off season's getting that much harder. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Am, I, mean, I, right, am I right in thinking that growth, um, from the very brief like research that I've read, it takes a like a while to kick in? Like it takes a year or something? Or is that right? It takes, it takes eight. JP's not a fan of it. Like JP's just openly said, like I'm not. I don't feel that it's had much effect on me at all. So I suppose it's like, it's just one of those positions where you just trial and error for yourself. Yeah, yeah. And it's not something that I've been clued up on because I've never gone into that realm of insulin and growth. But it's something that I want to take in the future. So between now and taking it is when I'll, you know, when I start digging deep and start seeing what different. Same, different. With, same with insulin. I don't want to touch it. It sounds fucking dangerous. Yeah, I know. I know people on it at the moment, and my, my old training partner, you know, he. We had to call an ambulance to the to the gym because of the fluctuations in blood, and it's like I don't know if I'm going to ever get to that stage where I'd I'd require it, you know. Yeah, so that's for, for the bigger bigger boys, really. Yeah, even growth. I don't necessarily need to touch growth, but I'd like to I'd like to run it. I'm quite experimental. Yeah. I mean, the medicinal benefits that I've been reading into growth seem like wow, yeah. like a miracle drug. You know, like a lot of people that I've talked to are just like this is like the fountain of youth. You know, forty five, fifty. When you start hitting them creeks and and things, you put it in, you're gonna feel like a baby. Well, yeah, no, there's, there's older guys down at my gym who aren't necessarily into the bodybuilding lifestyle. They just train for cardiovascular, but they run like really low dose just yeah. for like hair, for like libido, for energy, like, things like that. And they're like. You wouldn't think they're like mid fifties. Yeah, that's crazy. That's crazy. So, like, what do you think? Um, obviously, talking about the drugs here, the pretty strong drugs as well. Do you think there's? A, do you think they're using something in Q8 that's different than like I don't know, higher quality? Maybe they've got a different drug. I read something about they they might be using myostatin, um, which they're using cattle to like keep them growing to continue to to continue the growth process. It's just the the quality of the drug. So a lot of the gear that we use down here for like us UK bodybuilders doesn't really essentially come from a pharmaceutical grade in the sense that it's more than likely underground. Dosaging, we don't know. You could get a vial that's 300 meg per mil. You could get a vial that's 200 meg per mil. So in terms of the, the variance of actual milligram by milligram dosage, unless you get that stuff checked in a lab you don't really know what the strength is you're just going on let me look at my logbook of the figures shooting up is the scale weight going up how's my condition whilst i'm growing yeah. there are there are brands here that i i like which are sis which are really good you've got are, Apple, the, are these all checkable so you can kind of like go on i know that the, you can put in serial numbers or something yeah they're on websites so you scratch off the barcode and then you put it on, the, on their website and it will it will come up with a green tip just to stop counterfeit but then even even then to a certain degree Counterfeit checking isn't gonna necessarily determine whether it's like real good gear. Yeah. You can still, you can still, me and you could set up a, an anabolic steroid lab, send the load out, but just cut it with a lot of bollocks, put a verification code in, so these people get it and they're like, "Oh, I've got a green tick, fantastic." <laughs> it's not, it's not like the the be all or end all. It's just a one less sort of worry that people people have to feel. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Damn, that's but, intense. But in terms of the drugs over there, I'm, I'm, it's, well, I, I presume it's one hundred percent. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. It's probably like they put the best scientist of Arabia in a, in a scientist and not let him leave for about a year yeah. until he's got something new out. And their recovery, I think, when it was, was it the Asher that was out there? They literally wake up, are told to eat, told to sleep. Yeah, that's try. what I heard. 
that's what I've heard. I've heard they've got chaperones. They'll tell yeah. them, they'll take them to the gym, from the gym, taxis everywhere. You're not doing anything more than they need to. People yeah. loading plates for them, taking the plates off for them. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I've seen a few videos of big Rami training, and, like, there's a guy just following around, weight off, weight off, weight off. Doesn't do anything. He just goes, like, you know, yeah. machine to yeah. machine. I mean, and, and that's it, you know. That, I think that's one thing that, like, uh, Callum, like, our coach is trying to drill into us is just managing every single thing that you can. Um, and eking out every single thing and I, I can honestly say I've not had results as good as this this late in my career just in terms of maximising everything yeah right. and it's new to me like and it's something that I'm now implementing with my clients and they're like fuck oh. yeah yeah for sure it's crazy it's crazy and and, and people you know uh, gear or no gear like if you're not maximising those things try yeah. doing that and just watch the results it's been six weeks i've had more gains in the last six weeks than i've had in like six months and it's been crazy you know and it's just been a matter of just doing the things that i was doing anyway but just little tweaks 100 percent done so guys get out there and, and manage those variables um sweet man so like i just want to touch on a few little questions um one guy um on instagram messaged me ollie brock his name is and he wants to know what your opinion is on running like a small or a lower dose test cycle um, if it's just for like a personal physique goals instead of competing, um, this would be like after three, four years of training. Um, and he would like to know your thoughts on that. I'm in the other individuals may disagree, but I'm in the mindset of look, if you're going to do it, do it. Don't mm. don't flirt. Don't on you know take on the edge and oh, is it? Can I do an anavar cycle? Because it's not a, you know. It's like if you're going to make the jump, make the jump, and. I think if an individual hasn't implemented the things that we've been told at the moment by Callum, recovery, nutrient timing, I'd, I'd rather an individual go hard down that route yeah. or even thinking about it because you're a natural bodybuilder and your progression since being with Callum has been ridiculous. Yeah. And I think everyone else, if they implement the same protocol, would see growth. But I don't think there's any real need unless you're a... a a disadvantage with your natural testosterone levels, I just don't see the point. What's the point in putting yourself in a position of possibility of fertility issues and not being able to have a kid, completely fucking up your endocrine system regardless of the dosage because shutdown, shutdown. Yeah. You're shut down. It doesn't matter whether it's X amount of dose or this amount of dose. There's no point having a negative detrimental effect on those factors and not even competing. Yeah. Which brings me back to my point of these hardcore bodybuilders that we see in the gym, sleep, da da da. Motherfucker, you don't even compete. Yeah. There's no reason to live like this. Yeah, for sure. For me, Ollie, I wouldn't go down I, I, I wouldn't go down the route. You could implement things like testosterone boosters that may have a small advantage, like little stacks like DAA, vitamin D, vitamin E to a certain degree, but whether taking a plunge or not, I'd only do it if you're looking to compete, mate. I really wouldn't. I really, I wouldn't. Yeah, I agree. You can get some pretty fucking good results. Um, just maximizing mm. variables and just eating good and training good, really. Like if you're doing a lifestyle, I always say if you're doing a lifestyle, you've got way more um, appeal to balance things. Um, you know, food wise, sleep wise, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, and then just like a question off that. Say, um, I don't know. I've been on like some kind of great, like crazy cycle. Um, yeah. Something that's you know it's too much um, I know it's too much but I'm already in it I'm already in the thick of it um, mm. I come to you for some help like what is the protocol for you to be able to help me come off that crazy high gear I mean that's just the question that I've had um, just because I know that um, a few people messaged when we were talking about gear 
Mm. Um, I, I can't remember what the, what the kid's name is, but he was talking about how um, he'd had a few people come to him with like crazy high doses, and, and I, I, man, I get lost in all the fucking terminology, so I was just wondering what that was. Yeah, sure, and it's uh, it's never a, a good idea to go off cold turkey just from a hormonal stance. There's no point. You've seen guys like Lee Priest talk about it. You've seen Dorian Yates talk about it back when he was bodybuilding. He just said, I came off completely and I felt depressed. I felt suicidal. I had a such tip. And it's, there's just no point. So get the thought of going cold turkey out of your head. Depending on what you're on, depending on what dosages you're on, tapering down is always the best route. Okay. If it's something like a, a trembolone cycle, then tapering that down to, to a point where you're – so I run testosterone – at an incredibly lower ratio to TREN. Essentially, TREN is just there, sorry, TEST is just there for libido problems and things like that and to keep us active in the bedroom in, in that sense. I know Enhanced Athlete and Dr. Scott something, he did a, a video where it was like the TREN-only cycle and a DECA-only cycle. Oh, wow. Which was, the results were fucking interesting as well. It was really, really good. But it's just about tapering down and then getting to a point where I would go from what you're on if it's a heavy blast into a cruise. Like I did a post about me going cold turkey on trend and tapering trend down, and I felt so much better tra tapering that trend down yeah. to a cruise phase where it's just a low dose testosterone, controlling that estrogen. And then what you can do is then you've gone from this heavy, heavy blast down to a cruise to a point where you might get your bloods done and level out for a bit and go back into a blast. All right, go. Bloods are a little bit off, lipid profile's fucked. Let's about completely coming off. So it would be it would be blast into cruise during that time with cruising. If you are coming off, implement something like HCG, human chronic gonadotropin, to get everything to to kickstart that recovery again, and then go into Novadex and Clomid for a post cycle therapy. So that would be like a, a downwards curve for yeah, for sure. If anyone's listening to this, um, always reach out you know, to a professional or someone who knows what they're talking about if you're in a case like that because this shit will fuck you up. Like, it will fuck you up if you if you, if you you fuck it up uh, or if you get fucked up by someone if that if that, <laughs> if that unfortunate event happens because I've heard about it. Um, it's going to happen again. But if you if you can realize the problem, reach out, get some expert help um, and go from there. Now, you touched yeah. on blood tests. Now, yeah. um, obviously, like, natural athlete, I don't need to worry too much about blood tests. I do get them done, like, twice a year um, just to make sure I'm in the right, the right frame of everything obviously pushing my body weight high pushing my body weight low when i'm competing i do want to know what's going on but for someone who is enhanced are you like taking blood tests when you feel something different or are you taking blood tests like regular intervals throughout the year or maybe pre-cycle post-cycle something like that yeah so it's a, bit, it's a big factor on what you're doing whether you're blasting and cruising whether you're cycling on and off but i'd always get that's done pre because yeah. the worst yeah. thing to do is you might feel okay, I might feel fine, but you may have an underlying health condition you don't know about. So always get your bloods done and see your markers, markers before. I would I get my clients to do intra blood work okay. because <laughs> estrogen, you may not have the side effects of estrogen, but it can be elevated, and we don't want that. We don't want high estrogen. We don't want the the the, the gear almost being wasted. So we want to have a have a good understanding of where estrogen is at, and then post cycle. I would get it done probably, I tend to say four to six weeks after post-cycle therapy. There's no point getting it done as soon as you're in post-cycle because more than likely you're, you're hormonally, you're not going to be in a great position. If you're feeling, I've got clients that have had really, really quick post-cycle therapies and their recovery has been absolutely spot on in the sense that their testosterone has shot back up 
that's because we've really focused on recovery throughout their cycle. So I've had a couple of guys that have done a 10-week testosterone cycle. They've implemented HCG throughout. The test dosage was 300 milligrams per week. We waited two weeks, we did our PCT, and after that fourth week, they were like back to normal, and I thought, this is really good. Yeah. So I keep a case study of all my clients from a steroid coaching understanding to say, like, this this works, this works. Um, I get mine done probably every four, three, four months Perfect. just to see where my lipids are at, just to see how my kidneys are getting on and everything. And I, I don't, even in my blast, my blast looks like some guy's cruises. Yeah. Because I don't, I don't really don't push the boundaries for it, for and sure. I, people are like you only run like twenty five meg of test and fifty meg of training a day. Like I'm like yeah, because I don't need to push the the, the layoff between really ramping up that dosage and the potential side effects and the growth is just not. It's just so minuscule. Yeah. It's no point putting myself and my body under this pressure for that teeny little bit more growth with the added huge increase in side effects. So. I would say if you're blasting cruising every three months, if you're cycling on and off pre intra post. Sweet, perfect. Um, now, am I right? In, I'm, I'm assume I'm right in thinking because it's the same with everything that obviously individualization individualization will matter to certain gear. Like, so someone might react to this way to this testosterone ester or testosterone brand versus others. Because I remember I was in JP's forum and I was reading through, um, I think it was, I was reading through him talking about testosterone and how he had push, pushed up to like 700 milligrams or 800 milligrams um, a week. And he was saying, yeah, anything over a gram and I'm, uh, and it fucks me up for some reason. And he goes, however, James Holland's head, he can handle way over a gram and it put like 1.2, 1.3 grams on. Yeah. And like, it, I assume that's a case of just like building up, building up over the years or is he just fucking good at taking testosterone? If that's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, a multitude of different factors building up and having that almost having that almost pre-workout like mentality of right, my body's just used to two scoops now. I'm gonna have to go for three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't push test. I just think all this aromatization that's coming from testosterone, and you're having to use more compounds to decrease that testosterone. It's like just have a have a low dose test, and then. Yeah. Go go heavier with the other compounds. So, yeah, I know I know a lot of people that can quite happily run a gram of testosterone and be fine. I could never do that. Fucking I think the biggest I ran was seven hundred meg, and I felt awful. Really, I felt lethargic. I felt I felt sick, tired. I just felt like complete shit. I went and donated my bloods that made me feel a little bit better, which is something I, I really highly recommend for anyone that's taken anabolics is listening to this: is donate blood incredibly just don't tell them that you're you're on anabolics because they'll turn you away and the reasoning is not because if you say you're anabolics then the, the blood you might give to someone is anabolic like if someone's in a car crash and you give them your blood they're going to turn to the pulp it doesn't work like that the, 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 there's only a tiny amount of trace milligrams it's because of the the needle sharing thing the potential hiv because I spoke to someone at the blood bank. So just if you are on, on anabolics, get get your bloods done. I, I get mine done every three months. I donate every three months. But yeah, I just I just don't see the reason to push to yeah. push I mean, yeah, I think I think the the movement of less is more is is coming out with everything really. You know, training everything like less is more. Get the get the most out of the least that you can do, um, and then if you need to build up for sure. Uh, I just want to touch a little bit on CBD because I know that you've been using it. Um, yeah. and I'm working with a company at the moment so uh, this is from Abby Mason she just wants to know have any of you seen 
any benefits since introducing CBD? So I'll let you go first because uh, I know that you've recently done it. So if anyone's going to notice the difference, it's you. I've been doing it for a few years. So yeah, well, this is probably week five on CBD, and I was having the exact same factors, the same foods, the same sleeps with that involved. Because I don't, I like the the most annoying thing is changing different factors, and, and you don't quite know what's going on. So I'll still have my zinc, my five HTP. And I just added in CBD to vape before bed, and I was off. Yeah. But the sleep has been really deep, really deep, which is especially now because it's really hot as well. It's really uncomfortable. I'm I'm like I'm sleeping through most nights. It's really good in terms of recovery perspective. If I get a little niggle, like on my lower back, I love like the bath, the usual foam roll, and I add in CBD as well. And it and I'm adamant this 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 stuff fucking speeds you up. It really does. Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? I think it's really solid, and I'm looking forward to more research being backed by it. I know Alex Kikel did a did a study on general population, so it's not the best because it's just people's opinion. But they've seen massive rates. I think it was. I think they were. They stopped taking pharmaceutical drugs to decrease the pain. Do you know what I mean? I think that yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. I think that was what happened. I'll try and find, you talk about it and I'll try and find it. Yeah, so CBD for me, like I've been using CBD, like I, I basically smoke weed, so like in, in the cannabis plant, in the bud, which has THC in, which is the psychoactive part, which is the part that gets you high, there is also CBD. Um, and THC also has pretty, pretty similar effects to CBD. So I have been consuming it in one capacity or another for the past like seven years, uh, six years. Um, and then only recently, probably eight months ago maybe i started actually supplementing with actual cbd so not only was i smoking it through my bud um but i was also getting it in in, in tablet form and i've always noticed the anti-inflammatory properties um of cannabis of cbd of thc i've always noticed those and now that i've started adding in cbd like i've noticed it even more i didn't think i would if i'm honest i didn't think i would notice the difference that much because i probably got somewhat of a tolerance if that's the thing to it um but more importantly like i always say this and i keep saying i keep saying this more importantly my mum has noticed the difference like she has been taking it and let alone the physical effects so she's you know she's 63 years old you know she's always played sports she's got tennis elbow she's got golfer's elbow all of that's kind of subsided subsided sorry um she had she had a neck which she was always up that's come back down but more importantly is how she is and like how she is personally and she is way more like energetic bubbly way less stressed almost like her blood pressures come down um and that's the most important thing is noticing it in my mum so cbd like a hundred percent recommend um quick plug if you want to use it uh at love hemp uk josh 20 for discount so yeah love it absolutely love it uh final question something super easy have have you ever had any food tolerances intolerances or any upsets or something. I, I think I remember just like, because I've followed you since like literally 6,000 subscribers. I pretty much know everything you've said in that time. <laughs> I don't think you've ever mentioned anything with uh, food intolerances. Uh, I'm not, I'm, uh, I've always been like that as a kid. I've never been a fussy eater. I just, and I think that's where it stems from. I think with, with, yeah, with individuals, idea, actually. individuals now where they're like sheltering their kids from certain foods, when those individuals, when they grow up and introduce them back because their body hasn't experienced it, then they're having this, you know, really bad reaction. But I don't, I don't like you get bloated if you eat a lot. Yeah, Tough shit. Yeah. Like if I have a big meal, I'm a bit bloated. But that's just because I've had 400 grams of five percent chips. Yeah. After after 
I don't know, half an hour, I'm back to normal. So no intolerances, no. Yeah, for sure. That's funny, it's funny that you described it like that because it's very much a similar mentality of what we were saying earlier in the podcast about people always having a problem with things. And mm. it's the same with food. It's like, oh no, that's got gluten in. Oh no, that's got dairy in. Oh, oh no, that's not vegan. Well, the reason yeah. that you can't eat that stuff and you have a reaction is because you've not been eating it. They say Ooh. they say that they say the healthiest kids are the ones that grew up on like farms because they were exposed to all that stuff, the bacteria, you know, all those germs. And and anecdotally, like I've always lived in the countryside, so in, in farmland and all that kind of stuff. I, I don't really get that ill that much. Touch wood, no. um, versus like my city counterparts who I know just always choking up. So I think it'd be very similar with food. Um, obviously, if you're further down into your life, then. You're gonna have those intolerances, but yeah, they love, they love the post. I didn't they? The girls are big on it. The, the, this is me in the morning. This is me after food. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> of course, it's just gonna happen. That's another way for them to get liked. And the best thing is the comments to the to the response to go. You go, girl. Oh my god, babe. <laughs> so proud of you for putting that post up. <laughs> it was, it was the, I saw one the other day. It was a girl in literally just like stood sideways. And she goes, this is me. And then one with her butt out. And she goes, this is also me. And I'm just like, shit, yeah, fucking melt. <laughs> oh, God, it winds me up. It winds me up so much. Uh, but it is what it is. Man, it's always a pleasure to have you on. We're in and we're out. Lots of topics. See, we, I've got a few topic points. We end up just going sideways and around. So absolute pleasure to have you on. Guys, as always, follow the man. Support the journey. We'll do this together. Thank you guys for tuning in. Peace. That'd be jubbly. I'm sick in the back. <laughs>